Dr. Baliga here. This summary podcast on prostate cancer is derived from an outstanding chapter on genitourinary cancers authored by Dr. Arjun Bailar, MD, and Dr. Matthew I. Miloski, MD. Dr. Bailar is the genitourinary medical oncology program director at NYU Langone's Cancer Center, and Dr. Matthew Miloski is the George Gabriel Villiers Distinguished Professor of Bladder and Genitourinary Cancer Research at the UNC Lineberger Comprehensive Cancer Center. This outstanding chapter is derived from Balaga's textbook of internal medicine with 1,480 multiple-choice questions available at www.mastermedfacts.com. Prostate cancer is the most common cancer in American men after superficial skin cancers and is the second most common cause of cancer-related deaths. Worldwide, however, there is a high degree of variability in incidence across geographic regions and ethnic groups, highest in Scandinavians and men of African descent, likely attributed to differences in both genetic and environmental factors. In the US, an estimated 17% of men will develop prostate cancer in their lifetime, though less than 3% will die from disease. Autopsy series demonstrate up to 30% of men aged 60 to 69 years and 70% of the men aged 80 to 89 years will have occult organ-confined prostate cancer, suggesting a significant proportion of prostate cancers diagnosed in the era of widespread prostate-specific antigen PSA testing may not be clinically significant. Risk factors for prostate cancer include age, ethnicity, family history, and diet. Age is the strongest and most important risk factor possibly attributable to cumulative exposure to testosterone and its active metabolite dihydrotestosterone, which is known to promote growth in both normal prostate tissue and prostate cancer. Men younger than age 40 are rarely diagnosed with prostate cancer. African Americans are diagnosed more frequently with prostate cancer, often at a younger age than Caucasians, and are more likely to have higher PSAs higher Gleason scores, and more advanced disease at the time of diagnosis, even after adjustment for socioeconomic and genetic variables. A family history of prostate cancer in a first-degree relative increases prostate cancer risk two to three-fold relative to the general population. Mutations in the BRCA1 and especially BRCA2 genes also increase prostate cancer risk. BRCA2 mutation increases the risk fivefold and is associated with a younger age at diagnosis, higher Gleason score, and worse prognosis. Sex hormone levels, especially in the context of obesity, and a diet rich in animal fat, example red meat and dairy, may increase prostate cancer risk. Must know facts include number one, PSA screening for prostate cancer in the general population is controversial and leads to overdiagnosis of clinically indolent cancers. Must know fact number two, radical prostatectomy and radiation therapy, either EBRT and brachytherapy are both acceptable treatments for low-risk clinically localized prostate cancer. EBRT is electron beam radiotherapy. Must know fact number three, 
Radiation with androgen deprivation therapy is preferred treatment in patients with high risk or locally advanced prostate cancer. Must know fact number four, androgen deprivation therapy is the first line standard of care in castration sensitive metastatic prostate cancer. Must know fact number five, docetaxel plus prednisone was the first systemic chemotherapy shown to improve survival in castration-resistant metastatic prostate cancer. Must know fact number six, gabazitaxel, abiraterone, enzalutamide, and cipulicil-2 agents have been approved by FDA in the treatment of castration-resistant metastatic prostate cancer. Multiple choice question. A 55-year-old man with a history of metastatic prostate cancer diagnosed one year ago presents to an emergency department with progressive low back pain that began four weeks ago. He was diagnosed two years ago with the Gleason 8 localized prostate cancer and underwent a radical prostatectomy with positive surgical margin followed by adjuvant external beam radiation therapy. He developed painful bone metastasis in his thoracic and lumbar spine a year ago and was treated initially with leuproline and biclutamide with an excellent response in his pain. He was feeling well until recently when he developed worsening back pain. He now reports difficulty with ambulation and balance. On physical examination, upper extremity strength is normal. The lower extremities are diffusely weak. Sensory examination shows diminished pinprick sensation from the umbilicus downward. Reflexes are 2 plus in the biceps and triceps and 3 plus in the knees and ankles. An extensive plantar response is present bilaterally. Anal sphincter tone is diminished. Intravenous dexamethasone is administered. Emergent MRI scans confirms an enlarged plastic metastasis with epidural spinal cord compression at the level of 10th thoracic vertebra. Which of the following is the most appropriate step in management? A. Emergent radiotherapy in the spine. B. Ketoconazole. C. Surgical decompression. D. Docetaxel plus prednisone. E. Bilateral orchitectomy or surgical castration. The answer is 3C. Surgical decompression. This patient is presenting with acute spinal cord compression with neurologic compromise in the setting of castration-resistant metastatic prostate cancer, which is a true oncologic emergency. Since this patient's disease is progressing despite chemical castration with leuprolide, additional hormone depletion, with oophorectomy, that is choice C, or ketoconazole, choice B, is extremely unlikely to provide immediate benefit. Emergent radiotherapy, choice A, is effective in treating enlarging bone metastasis that are causing pain, but is unlikely to provide the rapid response required to prevent further neurologic compromise in this acute setting, which is also the case for docetaxel plus prednisone, which is choice D. Therefore, emergent surgical decompression is warranted to provide rapid relief 
and to prevent further neurologic damage. This short summary is derived from Baliga's textbook of internal medicine with 1480 multiple choice questions available at www.mastermedfacts.com is derived from the chapter on genitourinary cancers which is authored by Dr. Arjun Belar, MD, who is the director of genitourinary medical oncology program at NYU Langone's Perlmutter Cancer Center. And the senior author is Dr. Matthew Miloski, MD, the George Gabriel Villiers Distinguished Professor of Bladder and Genitourinary Cancer Research at the UNC Lineberger Comprehensive Cancer Center.